I'm Joanne. I'm 19 years old. Um, I'm Ugandan from East London and studying broadcast journalism at university. Um, how's, how's university going? How's everything going that end? <laughs> university is just passing by, really. It's dragging. I've got all my lessons online, but I'm trying my best to get everything done. Um, so, yeah, obviously we're here to talk about mental health today um, and just share it's your chance to share your mental health journey. Um, so I just wanted just to start by asking you how your 2020 was, you know? How was it with everything that was going on, you know, coronavirus, uh, Black Lives Matter, and, and everything in between? How was your 2020? Um, I'd say the beginning of 2020, before all the coronavirus stuff was really good. I was enjoying myself going out to parties. However, when lockdown hit, like it was really hard for me because I'm a very extroverted person. So to be locked in the house um, was quite hard. I didn't know um, ways in which I could entertain myself really. So um, that's why I started YouTube to kind of have something to do. Okay. And um, would you say that that was something that, um, you know, affected your mental health in any way? Um, was that the only challenge? But the lockdown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What kind uh, of impact did, it, did that have on your, on your mental well-being, do you think? I mean, it was really hard to, like, I lost motivation to do my work. I had to do, I had to get a couple of um, deferrals. Um, I wasn't working as well. So I'm used to working, going out, making money and having money go into my account. It was really hard to, for once, like, be struggling with money. Like, what, 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 what support systems are in place at the uni? We had, and the deferral really helped me because I could still do my work um, later on, just that I capped grade, but, and also my rent was cancelled. So that really helped me as well, just to save some money from student finance. But other yeah. than that, in terms of motivation, um, I didn't feel like university helped me with that at all, to be honest. Okay, that's, that's, that's surprising to hear because I remember like when I was at uni and um, they had like counsellors and stuff like that. No counsellors open or like open to you as a service? Can you say that again, please? Or anything like that. Counselling, counselling oh. or anything like that. I don't, I don't know. I think my university teacher did tell me like later on I could have a chat with her and mm. um, go to a doctor, I think, to try and fix my sleeping pattern and stuff like that. But... I, I didn't really why do you feel like your sleeping pattern's been affected like in, what, in what way has it been affected um I was really waking I was going to bed early hours of the morning like let's say 8 a.m in the morning mm -hmm. and I would wake up and like most of my days gone I'd wake up at about four or five but because it was in lockdown I also had nothing to do so I'd just spend time watching films and tv and stuff like that so my sleeping pattern was really messed up for a while actually yeah okay well, that's like that's that was those all sound like things that would impact your you know mental well-being lack of sleep and that kind of thing um so like do you feel like you you do you're in a better place now do you feel like you're recovering from all of that like how, how are you feeling now about everything um i went back to work for a bit so that really helped um i still I'm not that motivated, but I am trying to fix my sleeping pattern. It's getting slightly better. I'm waking up at slightly more like appropriate hours. Um, so 
in those terms, yes. But with work as well, I don't have too much work. It's just I'm still finding it hard to find motivation to do it, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Um, and then like with the deferred um, uni work, like are you feeling like you're, you're getting on any better with that now? Are you finding more motivation to do it? Um, that's still a problem motivation is still a problem but I, it's like I have to do it anyway because second year is important so I am doing my assignments just because I have to really yeah okay okay um, that's that's fair enough you know it doesn't sound like um, you know being a student in this environment has been the best of places you know I can speak from my sister's experience um, she was a first year in September um, and like this whole the whole of 2020 or most of 2020 kind of going into her final years of a final year of a level and being messed around with her results and then having to lose her place at the you know uni that she wanted to or for the course that she wanted to and it's just all been like a a bit of a like an underwhelming experience of her first year of uni you know most of us had like our freshers year and we were able to go out and enjoy that side of things mm. whereas this is like a very weird and, and unprecedented um, uni experience where you practically just locked in your room and there's no support um, in terms of your work do you feel like you're behind on any of the work just for other reasons other for, for reasons other than lack of sleep do you feel like you know you're being supported in terms of with you with your workload in general um apart from the deferred grades i know that you've, you've the deferred um submissions i know that you've mentioned that already but do you feel like you're being supported with your actual academic work and what you've got to do um i mean i feel like the support is available it's just that i don't really know about it and also I am going to my lectures but not all of them so mm. it's kind of my fault as well so I have to learn a lot of stuff myself and educate myself on mm. a lot of things but I can't really blame the uni for that but the lectures I have gone into a lot of the stuff I've learned I don't feel like I could use them in my assignment to be honest so yeah yeah okay fair enough fair enough you know it sounds like the unis could do, could be doing a lot more. Um, now, I just want to just dive into your, your journey with mental health. Um, have you got any experience, any trauma um, from mental health, like whether it be like from your childhood, your past, anything like that that you thought has shaped you, um, has affected you over the years? You, you know, the floor is yours. You can talk about whatever it is you want. It's your show. Um, you know, just where does your mental health journey begin? What's your experience of mental health? It doesn't. Also, it doesn't have to necessarily be you that's gone through it it could just be someone that you've had to help through mental health battle or you some you know maybe a family member or anything like that that's been suffering with it where did your mental health journey begin Joanne? um okay i'll be honest um mm. me personally i've always been like a trusting person um unfortunately that has kind of invited opportunities for people to um take advantage of me so mm. the biggest knock on my mental health i would say was in 2018 when mm -hmm. I obviously I've been working in the same place for some time and yeah. I was getting to know somebody from work which you know you sh I don't think I would never do again and mm. I really thought like this person was a nice person like we was going out sometimes 
um, mm-hmm. just to places. And then one day, um, he ended up assaulting me. So I had to work with this. And because I wasn't educated enough on these kind of stuff, mm. I wasn't sure whether it was my fault or I did something wrong. Um, so then I told him about it and he said he was sorry, but I had to work with this person who did this thing to me. And a coping mechanism for me was to kind of forget that it happened, forgive him. And rather than like avoid him and stop talking to him, I was I still continued talking because I felt like I would forget that anything happened. And then when Mm. I did kind of like forget and start blaming myself because I thought maybe I wasn't strong enough or defensive enough, the same thing ended up happening again, unfortunately. And it was hard for me to tell my friends because the first time I did tell them, they were like, you know what, you need to avoid this person. Like they're not a good person and it happened again. So it was quite hard for me, but I did accept that, you know, it's not going to shape me and it happened to me. But it was quite hard because... um, random at random times I would just be crying like I'm just sitting on the train and I'm crying and stuff like that and from that experience it's been really hard for me to trust people because I had to accept that that happened to me and he did end up leaving the workplace so um, I did kind of heal from it I think it took me about maybe a month but there were times when I was at work and I felt uncomfortable I couldn't do my job properly and like managers clocked on and stuff like that because I'm usually quite um, a fast person and now mm. it's like I see this person because I still work there but they come and pick up deliveries and I see this person but I feel numb about it so it's like I've kind of put it to the side and know that I can't you know fight everybody or um um, I can't really do anything about it apart from accept that it happened and know that I didn't do anything wrong. So it's really like hard for me to trust people from that. But now I think I'm doing a lot better. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Joanne, like you know, that's that's really saddening to hear that you've gone through something like that. Um, you know, just being assaulted in any kind of way isn't the best of um, things to sort of imagine on anybody, um, let alone someone, you know, a friend of mine and stuff. But um, you, you mentioned in there that, you know, the, it happened, the game, was, did it hap- the, the assault happen with the same person again? Or yeah. was that like a different person? Okay, okay. Um so I've just got a few questions just based on that, you know. Um, mm. So after the first assault and you said that, you know, you felt like you went to your friends about it and they advised you to kind of just distance yourself from this person. Um, but then you felt like you couldn't go to them after it happened again. Mm. Do you feel like that was because, you know, the idea was already in your head, like I've already told these guys that, this has happened. They've told me not to go back. And like, do you feel like it was guilt because you had gone back after they told you not to? Do you feel like that's why you couldn't go to them again? Or was it a different reason? Um, Yeah, it was guilt. And I kind of felt like silly, do you know? Like mm. I should have listened to my friends, but I chose not to. Mm. All because of work, because I thought it was a better coping mechanism to like pretend that it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, were there... Were there was there anyone at work that you could have reported this to but did you had you reported it to work or anything like that or did you feel comfortable enough to report it to work um I think it takes time to report such a thing but the thing Mm. is with my workplace like it's not really a place a professional environment I because I did have a shift manager who was like 
really how do I say he didn't assault me but with all the girls that worked there like he was a bit inappropriate like with the language he used and the way he spoke to them and it took me some time but because I knew everybody saw what I saw I did go and tell my business manager and all he pretty much told us was like we should stay away from this person and like not not talk to them but they still continued working so then I knew like there's no point in telling my work because they're not going to do anything they don't really care yeah I mean that that's and that's not really the best way for them to handle that you know there are people just being and you hear this so many times when people go through things like that mm. and they'll report it to the right places within the workplace and nothing gets done or they treat it as an unserious issue which then kind of leaves the victim in this case you um kind of reeling back and not having the right support system around you and you have to rely on you um, on, on yourself and your own judgment and kind of just you're in a way forced to either leave your workplace um, and the person just carries on as normal or like you like like you had to do is just kind of just shell up and get on with it but then it left you in a position to kind of be um, abused again you know it's 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 really sad and then you know that that happened to you Joanne you know um, quite quite upsetting um, you know like just with regards to your friends, um, did they ever find out about the second time, like, you know, close to the time that it happened? Um, I did end up telling them because mm-hmm. my friends are really good and understanding people. So I did end up telling them the story because I think they noticed that there was something um, different about me. So I said, do you know what? Um let me just tell them because I ended up cutting this person out of my life completely. So obviously they wondered why after let's say I pretended that it didn't happen. So yeah, I told them and they were really supportive to be fair. Yeah. And I mean, um, with regards to telling, telling them the second time after it happened, um, do you feel like they, they kind of implied that, yeah, you know what, Joanne, you should have just told us it doesn't really matter you know, whether you feel like, oh, you know what, I'm going to look so stupid in this situation. Do you feel like they, with hindsight, of course, do you feel like they would have still been supportive um, the second time round? Do you feel like they would have been supportive rather than telling you that we already told you, you know, the first time round not to go back? Why did you go back? Do you feel like your mind was put at ease the second time round that you could have just gone to them? Yes, I do feel like I should have told them and I could have told them in the beginning, but that was later on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, it's good that, you know, you were able to kind of at least come to that with your friends. So that if anything like that happens again, you know, maybe that wouldn't be something that holds you back from kind of taking the L um, in terms of maybe looking or feeling like your friends may judge you. Because the important thing is your safety and your friends are going to know that. You know, you think about it, if, if someone came to you um, in this day and age now with something that serious, um, after you've already told them, don't go back, your first instinct is going to always be their safety. You're not going to be like, oh, well, I told you the first time, why did you go back? Because that doesn't solve the problem. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that you've got really good friends in that sense that didn't ridicule you for going back and having to kind of revisit that point. Kind of just you felt that you were repaired from the situation within a month. Um, what makes you think that a month is long enough to kind of heal from that that kind of experience um, and, and being able to kind of trust again or even um, 
properly process what had happened to you and kind of the avoidance of such a thing happening to you in the future do you feel like a month was long enough to heal and properly repair from that um i would say the reason why it did take me a month or or so is because i i did go out and read about stuff like this and educate myself and just become more aware of what happened um I was I wouldn't say I was fully healed but it was to the point where I wasn't thinking about it every day like I was or I wasn't crying all the time as I was I just managed to move on with my life slowly um mm. but I I don't know if I'm healed if because when I do see this person I do still feel a certain type of way so I don't know if I'm fully healed from it you know and so, sometimes healing doesn't necessarily mean that you know you forgive and you forget um, you know, if I know you, 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 you're a Christian, um, or Catholic, um, but you, you, you're taught in your faith, you know, to kind of just forgive and turn the other cheek and whatnot. Um, so, but sometimes healing doesn't mean that you completely forget. Um, and sometimes even being able to see this person and still being brought back to that experience or feeling and anger sometimes may mean that you know the feeling was suppressed rather than actually processed for what it is um you know because it's 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 not okay you know what happened to you isn't okay what happened to you happens to so many females up and down the country and around the world to where their voices are silenced you know you've gone to your employer they're not taking it seriously you've gone to your friends yes they've advised you but you're still left in that environment as a young person that, you know, has to kind of now just figure things out for themselves. You know, it's 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 just a lack of responsibility from so many people around you and so many systems around you where you're just left to kind of just figure things out on your own, which isn't okay. Um, but the healing process is something that I personally believe takes a, a, a lot longer than that, you know, just being able to understand the situation being able to understand and process those emotions for what they are you know and mm. even be able to address and maybe not feel completely comfortable or happy when you see this person but to be able to be able to walk into a room and not feel like you know you've got to protect um every bit of you or that fear of being let down by someone or fear of being abused in certain situations again you know, healing looks so different to other people. Um, but I mean, how often do you revisit this? How often do you talk about it? How comfortable do you feel talking about it? Um, I don't talk about it often because mm. um, I feel like this is the first time I've spoken about it and not like started crying. But I think mm. it's because I haven't gone into like massive, massive detail because when I have told my friends, um, I think the last time I spoke about it was um, last year in around mm. lockdown. So mm. March, April. And even then explaining it, I was still crying. So, um, yeah, don't, I don't talk about it often at all. But I feel now, because I know, like, this happens to a lot of people and it's not my fault, I am more comfortable to speak about it, to be honest. Yeah, and I think that's that's kind of just an, another indicator that maybe the healing process is still ongoing. You know, that being able to, it, sorry, that the fact that it's taking you back there kind of still brings you to tears, still brings these emotions back up. Um, it kind of just shows that the emotions maybe weren't 
properly addressed or the situation wasn't properly addressed for these emotions to kind of leave you or those emotions to be fully expressed or the upset to be expressed if you know um there's you know again i just have to stress i'm not a mental health professional um i'm just using my experience with certain things that i've been uh, personally told within within therapy when i attend therapy and different methods that my therapist shows me um or different things that she may have told me so you know there are certain things that i would talk to her about and i'll say yeah no i'm over that you know i don't I, that's not something that bothers me but then she'll read certain behaviors when i'm talking about it i'm getting quite frustrated and then she'll ask me like how do you feel when you mention the situation what does it make you feel when you go back there when you revisit it and it's like i'll say yeah i'm you know i'm okay you know but then like even just the long pauses or the fact that i have to kind of check how i feel by saying um yeah i'm all right you know to me like i'm like i'm i'm just saying that i'm okay but to her, it's like, look at how many um, things that your your mind is processing in that brief moment to actually confirm that you're okay. It's not just a straight, yeah, I'm fine, you know. Um, it's like, mm, yeah, like, you know what I mean? It's like mm. your mind is slowly revisiting and checking with itself. Am I actually okay? Um, <laughs> but, you know, to me, like from me to you, like I, I just feel like, you know, you have to always be able to find the right voices to speak to, be able to actually revisit and process and fully understand what went on, um, what the environment was set up like, so that you can fully understand that look, this isn't something that's your fault. This isn't something that um, that um, should shape your future going forward, where to the point where you can't trust um, certain men or you can't trust, um, you know, people close to you. Um, and then even like just being able to revisit that place without breaking down, um, I think is an important thing. Um, have you ever thought about talking to anyone like professionally or? Um, no, I, I haven't thought about it, to be honest. It's never really crossed my mind. Why? Like why? Why is that? I don't know. I just, I don't know what they would do do about it if that makes sense because my mind is kind of like it's happened I just need to accept mm. it and then move on from it rather than live in the past mm -hmm. by always by going to professionals and talking about it yeah I mean I mean that's that's it's all fairness and like, like I said this isn't I'm not coming from a place of um a professional um I can only just speak of my experience with with um, dealing with my own mental health battles and my own anxieties and my own demons um, that sometimes to, to me like it's the easier thing to do is just to get on with it but um, the more emotions that I can I personally continue to pile on top of some of the things that were not properly pro properly processed or dealt with in my past meant that I would go into situations with so much stress on my shoulders uh, because I'm carrying so much frustration that it only takes a little thing to go wrong and all of a sudden my emotions are completely all over the place or they're overemphasized because I'm dealing with so much internally um, and that that carries its own weight on you, you know. Um, let's say you're, you're in a situation that's not exactly abuse but 
it's close to or it's somewhere where it, it brings back certain certain um, aspects of your of your memory or of your trauma those your your emotions are going to be in such a higher place joanne to the point where your senses are going to be so much more heightened but i feel like those things that you've buried and those emotions that you've kind of just suppressed and kind of said well it's okay i'm just gonna have to deal with it it's okay to be frustrated it's okay to be angry it's okay to feel let down um and just speaking from someone person like again speaking personally um going to therapy it's not someone just digging away at your past or someone um um kind of fixing it for you therapy is actually helping you understand yourself helping you to pro to learn and um get to better grips with the way that you process things so the things that you feel like yeah i'm okay therapy actually shows you that no in fact you weren't okay with that thing that you say and tell the world that you're okay about because you're showing the world that you can handle a lot or you can tolerate a lot um therapy actually shows you that it's okay to actually feel frustrated, to feel angry, to feel sad about certain things and process that sadness so that it's not in you anymore. It's not something that that, that holds a grip over you anymore, you know, um, because the more things that you continue to pile on top of ourselves, the longer it will take us to answer the question of how are you about such and such and such, because you're not having to pick away at all of those different layers just to find that, yeah, you know, I'm okay. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, um, but it's just always, always keep the door open to speaking to um, a professional about these things. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad look or anything like that. And it's not someone that's just sitting there bringing up your past. You can talk about anything that you want in therapy. Um, and it's something that actually helps you unlock and understand yourself and unlock and understand the way that you cope with things and where you place yourself in certain situations mm. to help you kind of like best navigate your life and best navigate your emotions, you know, and I think it's a positive thing. Um, <clears throat> um, but Liz, thank you so much for just sharing that with me anyway. Um, I just wanted to just finally ask, like, how, how do you feel that you're going to handle going into 2021, um, um, knowing everything that happened last year and all of the hardships that you would have gone through? How do you see this year going for you and what are you bringing forward in terms of um, tackling this year? Um, I'm hoping for the best this year. Um, I'm -hmm. hoping after I finish my assignments and everything that I can just take a few holidays and because obviously of the pandemic and everything. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and just get out of here. And I'm thinking maybe to take a gap year, to be honest. So yeah, yeah, I don't want to be in uni in a pandemic, to be honest. Yeah, so it sounds like it's taken a real toll on Yeah, it has. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, I look forward. I look forward to you getting a break. I look forward to you, you know, getting, get, being able to get your assignments done and to stay on top of your work and whatever else. And continue to share your story, man. Honestly, like the more you're you're able to open up about it. Um, the more that you'll be able to actually find other women and men that can relate to you and then also encourage you in the way that they've personally dealt with it, you know, um, and maybe, you know, you may be able to, to actually lean on someone else and be able to, to maybe start something where you're able to, to share your voice and see the power in your voice rather than going through that whole suppression um, and having to just 
keep quiet and 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 and, and just let 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 it slide mm-hmm. in the way that you've had to let it slide whether it be at the workplace or even within yourself and your emotions and having to just bury it you know you've got power in your voice and you've got influence in your voice and continue to use that as a weapon to fight for all of those women that are abused around the world man thank you yeah all right so where where can people find you online and um, i know you've got your youtube channel and your instagram um, do you want to push out those out um yeah I, my youtube is bright and woke and my instagram and all my social medias can be found in the description below because i have different names for them Okay, no problem. I'll place them all in your in the um, in this episode. And if anyone wants to follow Joanne, um, and even maybe find out or reach out to her for encouragement, if you're if you've been affected by abuse, um, or anything that she's mentioned in this episode, please do reach out. Um, if you've got any words of encouragement for her, also please reach out and give her a shout in her in her DMs. Follow her content. She posts a lot of funny videos on YouTube. Um, do check them out. And Joanne, it's been a pleasure having you on. Um, I hope to have you on again soon. Maybe if you do go to seek professional help or if you want to come back, if you're dealing with something else, or even if you want to just have a, a chat about, um, an in-depth chat about your 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 abuse, please just hit me up. We'll get you on and, you know, just share your story with the world, man, because there's a lot of power in your voice and you should use it as a weapon okay thank you so much